Welcome to Still Growing in Grace, a program dedicated to inspiring joy, giving hope, and delighting in grace. I'm Mike Zenker, and I'll be sharing with you a message of hope that will expand your understanding of God's love and amazing grace. God already deeply loves you, totally accepts you, and really, really likes you. Growing in Grace Ministries Canada and Hope Fellowship, your community church, invite you to enjoy today's program as we dig deeper into what it means to be still growing in grace. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to uh, Still Growing Grace. I hope you'll enjoy today's conversation. Uh, It's going to be a good one. If you didn't get a chance to watch part one last week, uh, I put the link down below uh, for part one of our conversation with Paul Gray. Um, Paul Gray is just an amazing guy, and this topic is so rich. Uh, and we've not exhausted the topic, even though we had a, a whole conference on it. There's there's more to learn. There's more to to dig into. So I'm I'm looking forward to this conversation as well as many more to come on many topics. I really do want to say thank you for watching for sharing for uh, participating even some financially supporting it Uh, this is so much fun to do and so important to do because I think there are a lot of people that are uh, unlearning the system of legalism in church Um, they're not giving up Jesus they're just trying to figure out what they've been taught and told and are are finding a more hope-filled perspective. And that's what we want to offer you here on Still Growing in Grace, a more hope-filled perspective on so many topics that uh, I think, well, we need to revisit. There's good news and there's better news, and I hate to say this word, but there's gooder news than the good news we've been told because if it ain't good news, it's not good news. If it's not good news for everybody, it's not good news for anybody. It's not selective. It's not us versus them. It's not um, uh, we're in, they're not. That part was hard to unlearn. But when I realized that God's love is for everyone, regardless of what they believe, he loves us all. That, that's a blunt statement. I don't know. I'm, I'm loving it. Hey, let's get into this because uh, this conversation is going to be really good. So I'm going to um, point us to our our interview. Uh, I'll watch with you live uh, and this will be a good one. So let's let's dive in. Here you go. All right, Paul. Um, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm good. How are you, Mike? I'm all right. Uh, this is, uh, I don't know where this is going to broadcast in the conference. Uh, you did pre-record one teaching and then today is our second one, but it's a lot of fun to banter back and forth and heckle each other. I mean, encourage each other as we uh, have these really deep conversations. It is. I think I have the spiritual gift of hecklement. (laughs) You've been reading my resume. (laughs) (laughs) So this topic of forgiveness, I'm I'm hearing um, varied lenses from all of our guests. And I got to be honest, I'm pleasantly surprised at where it's going, even beyond what I perceived and I think, oh my goodness, thank you, God. That's so cool. So um, I think when it's all said and done, there is going to be something for everyone who watches or listens. Not every session is going to connect. Not every guest speaker is going to connect, but there's enough here that it's going to speak to a hard issue, right? That's what I think. Yeah, I think it is too. And I'm so excited to be a part of it. And what I wanted to talk about uh, today are, you know, if forgiveness was easy, 
you wouldn't be doing this conference and we wouldn't be talking about it, <laughs> right? I, I have a keen sense for the obvious. And uh, Okay, Mr. Obvious or Captain Obvious. Yeah. <laughs> what I've, uh, one of the things that I learned in business management years ago uh, in leadership was uh, when, when you're dealing with a challenge with somebody, uh, most of the time the answer is several questions deep. Hmm. For example, you might have an employee that comes in, uh, used to come in on time and do a great job, but they've started coming in late and being a little scatterbrained. Well, you can just hit that head on and say, no more. You can't be late. You got to get here and be like you used to be, and that's it or else. Or you can say, hey, Bob, you know, I noticed that you haven't been able to come in on time. Uh, uh, what, you know, what's going on in your life? Oh, I don't know. Well, no, really, what's going on? Well, uh, I, I can't, uh, my car, I don't have my car anymore, so I have, to, I have to catch the city bus to get to work, and it's not always on time. Well, what happened to your car? <clears throat> I loaned it to my brother-in-law. Well, what happened then? He wrecked it. <laughs> oh, so the answer to why he's coming in late to work is several questions deep. Now we can, now we can deal with that. I can say, Hey, okay. I understand that. Uh, we'll do a flexible thing. You know, if you come in 15 minutes late, just stay an extra 15 or cut 15 off your lunch hour or, or whatever. And how can I help you uh, get some more, a uh, different transportation, you know, that type of things. Well, <clears throat> Uh, same thing, same principle holds true with me and God uh, regarding forgiveness and unforgiveness. <clears throat> I found when, uh, when I didn't even know that I was struggling with forgiveness, <laughs> but when I would ask God to fix somebody because uh, I didn't like what they were doing or the way they were acting or how they treated me, uh, Papa would not always go through a whole litany of these questions at once, but over time, this is sort of a composite thing, you know, would ask me questions. And, and once I would, once I would uh, realize that it, it was a forgiveness issue, some of the questions that, that, you know, I would hear from him is, hey, Paul, why is it hard for you to forgive this person? You mean it's not a simple answer? Yeah, no. I say, well, they hurt me. How did they hurt you? Then I, you know, talk about it. And of course, the whole time I'm going through this, I'm starting to think, <clears throat> you know, I wish we weren't having this conversation. <laughs> it's okay. Well, they hurt me like this. And then I'd hear questions like, well, do you think they deserve forgiveness? Hmm. Mm. Uh, and then, Paul, have you ever heard anybody like that? Uh, I hate about, those questions. Yeah, those yeah. are terrible. How, how about the Chiefs? How about the Royals? How about <laughs> anything else? You know, how about the weather? Uh, okay, Paul, well, do you think that you deserve forgiveness for hurting other people? And just seriously, you know, just keeps going deeper and deeper. The, Paul, the people that you've hurt, do you want them? to forgive you? Yeah, yeah. Um, Paul, when you don't forgive somebody, do you feel like 
they need to ask for forgiveness? Hmm, maybe so. Paul, do you feel like they have to come to you and say that they repent and grovel and uh, are really, really, really sorry before you could ever consider forgiving him? I say, okay, Papa, I think I know where this is going. <laughs> well, the next, the next question would be, so Paul, where are those concepts coming from? <laughs> yeah. You, you, you read my script. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I figured you would. I figured you would. Yeah. So, so we, you know, we have been, and my understanding, and, and we talked a little bit about this concept last time, we've been conditioned by the doctrinal system of uh, religion to think that we, that God only forgives us once we first of all, sincerely repent and grovel and go to him and ask him to forgive us. And then he might, if we're sincere, and he knows, you know, he knows everything. So he knows if we're sincere or not. So you might not waste your time trying to fool him, you know, all those things. Well, if we, when we think that that's the way God is, <laughs> then we think, well, you know, that's the way I mean, we can we can be like that with other people because, after all, that's the way God is. Uh, when in fact we made that particular version of God after our own image, and now we're saying it's okay to be like He is because that's the way He is. I mean, it's a, it's a real vicious uh, circle. So, um, knowing knowing what God is like is uh, paramount to to all of this. Uh, and and knowing what God's forgiveness is like, knowing that uh, uh, it's come in advance that we didn't we didn't have to ask for it. I mean, Paul, this is an amazing thing that Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter one uh, that because of God's great love for us, uh, by His grace, He lavished all the heavenly gifts there are on us before creation, including forgiveness of all of our sins and making us right with him. I wish I'd have heard that preached every Sunday when I grew up. Uh, I didn't. I, I wish I'd have preached that every Sunday the first 20 years I was a pastor. It's almost too much freedom. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, well, you're just giving people a license to steal, right? <laughs> it's, funny how license that, to sin. it's funny how that kind of teaching mindset or doctrine is more focused on control and keeping the status quo going. And if you're in the status quo, you don't know there's a status quo, but once you step out of that system and then look back in and go, Oh my goodness, I was part of that. I believe that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I had breakfast this morning with the a really good friend. Either one of us thought we liked each other for a long time. And we played in the same band together <clears throat> and uh, literally through, uh, through questions, just like this, God said to me one time, he said, uh, ask, ask this guy out for breakfast. So I called him. He, he wasn't in the band anymore. He quit coming a couple of years ago. And out of the blue, I called and said, Hey, let's have breakfast. And he said, why? And I said, well, I, you know, I just want to talk with you. And he said, are you into Amway? I said, no, 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 I, I, I just, I, it's not that at all. And uh, so well, we got together and I, I just said, look, I get the feeling that you don't like me. Why is that? 
And uh, I'm not going to go into all, to all the details. It wasn't that he didn't like me at all. When he was coming to play with that band, he, he was, uh, uh, he's, he suffers from asthma. In order to, to be out and do it, he would have to take this medicine like an hour before he came to play, which would just put him in a terrible mood and all kinds of things. So just by asking some questions, you know, I, I, I was able to find, well, at any rate, I had, we'd become really good friends. I had breakfast with him this morning. And uh, he said that he quit going to church uh, in his early 20s. Uh, because he, he, he just, uh, he, he was in a very fundamentalist legalistic church and it just, things just didn't add up. And uh, so he said to me this morning, he said, you know, I've been listening to some of your stuff. And he said, I think I understand correctly that you're saying what I've believed for about 50 years now. I said, what's that? And he said, he said, religion is a con game. And it's all based on a lie to begin with, the lie of separation. And it's a huge, huge multi-trillion dollar industry. And they tell you what's wrong, which really isn't wrong. And they tell you only they can fix it, but you have to come back every week and bring your checkbook. Is that the deal? I said, ouch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> He came to that conclusion 50 years ago, but had it reinforced in what he's heard some teaching recently. And not only ouch, but how many countless other people have left the church, not left God, but left the church because of that's what they experienced. Now, the people aren't bad. I don't, my motives weren't wrong when I was teaching that. I don't think, uh, I was just perpetuating the con game that your, and, your and intention was great me. based on the yeah. knowledge you had. Yeah. 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 And yours as well. And, and I think, I think that's true of people who are leading churches and Bible studies and teaching today, the knowledge they have is based on a lie and they've got so much invested in it. Uh, that it's it's hard to see the truth. So that that's the problem. The the solution to that, uh, I believe, is shining light in that darkness mm. and helping people see. No, God is not like that. The, this whole concept of forgiveness, uh, starting with God forgiving you, <laughs> is based on a lie. He, you were forgiven before you were ever even born. So if you can if you can grasp that and let that light expose all the darkness that you've ever thought about forgiveness with God, and if you can understand and believe and accept that everybody is a child of God and that we're all connected, then we can start to do what God has done and forgive other people in advance. And, and I got, I want to read a version of the, uh, this is the 1996 version of the new living translation. They, they've changed it a little now, but this is, I like that three. version. I, that's my favorite one. The first yeah. one. Yeah. Mine too. Uh, this is, this is Colossians three. And, uh, 
we might have talked a little bit about this before, but uh, I want to expand on a little bit. Uh, 12 through 15. Since God chose you to be the holy people whom he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. You must make allowance for each other's faults in advance what? and forgive the person who offends you. <sighs> Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And the most important piece of clothing you must wear is love. <laughs> love is what binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts, for as members of one body, you're called to live in peace and always be thankful. Well, there's a lot there. In, in this That's a lot. For uh, verses, but make allowance for other people's faults in advance. Realize that we're all one. We're all connected. We're all part of the same body. Now, I, I, I was taught, as I think you were too, that, well, that's the body of Christ. That's those who have, who have uh, repented and asked for Go forgiveness. Go to and, church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. The, the, when you understand that God is the father of all, that body is all. When you understand that, as, as John says in, in John chapter 1, and Paul says in all kinds of places, Ephesians 4, lots of other places, Colossians 1, God's the father of all. And everything was created in Christ, and Christ is in all and for all and through all. Uh, when you understand that we are all part of the body of Christ, whether we've ever even heard of Christ before or not, then we start to see people differently. Then it's easier to, uh, I think, it becomes easier to forgive, not only to forgive other people, but to forgive ourselves. Yeah. Question. Um I, I can already hear people throw the yeah, but question right away, right from the start. When you started talking about God has already forgiven us, I can hear the yeah, but what about this verse and that verse? Because now people are going to default to their doctrinal teaching that they didn't have to think about ever because that's what they were told. That's what their pastor said. That's what they believed. Therefore, they don't have to go revisit. So that might be a completely brand new concept because now you're doubling down on that and adding even more because I think what you just read is based on the fact that we already know God is, has forgiven us. But what do you, what do you tell a person who's got a whole list of yeah, buts? As you well know, Mike, <clears throat> you can make the Bible say whatever you want. And, and the Bible is, contradictory. There are things uh, uh, that talk about God has, just like I mentioned in Ephesians 1, that God forgave everybody in advance before creation. Uh, and then there's what Jesus says uh, in, in some translations of the Lord's Prayer, uh, if you don't forgive, God won't forgive you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, there, there are a couple of things. There one basic thing is that Jesus said that before his finished work at the cross, that was under the law. Uh, he did away with all of that, uh, set it aside, made it obsolete. But another thing is there are these contradictory verses in the Bible, seemingly contradictory verses in the Bible. <clears throat> so if you, take, if you take that one thing, if you don't forgive, God won't forgive you. And you take this other passage that says God forgave you before the foundation of the world. 
then you have the choice of which one of those are you going to emphasize? Which one of those are you going to believe? Which one of those are you going to put stock in? Which one of those looks like Jesus? So are you, which, suge- are you suggesting, one, go ahead. Which one of those does the teacher, the Holy Spirit of Christ in you, resonate with you that, yeah, that's true? Go ahead. So if I'm hearing you correctly, and this could be for the, the yeah, but the yeah, butters, <laughs> um, you're putting a menu item on the table or a menu in front of you that they may have never seen. It's like some restaurants, they come and give you this, here's your, your, your dinner menu, but then they bring you a separate dessert one that they didn't show you for at first. And I have a hunch that you're sharing a concept and, and that's what this conference is for showing there are other perspectives that you may not have been made aware of and are actually very legit. Give it a chance. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Absolutely. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah Cause there's, I'm sorry, there's too many. Yeah. Buts and people definitely down, double down on that. Uh, end of the Lord's prayer thing. If you don't forgive, God's going to get you. Um, we talked about that. A number of the interviews that that's, that is a resounding theme by the way. Because I think that is an unspoken guilt trip that people don't realize they're hanging on to that section. Yeah. But they're also missing what you started to say. Mm-hmm. The idea of God has forgiven us. Like that verse you just yeah. read, that's like a clobber verse of grace. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I wish I, that's exactly right, Mike. I wish I had this uh, if I'd have thought about it, I might've had this up and able to share Uh what language did Jesus speak? French? <laughs> yeah. He spoke Aramaic. The, uh, uh, the, the Lord's Prayer, what we call the Lord's Prayer in Aramaic, reads much differently than what we've translated it after it was translated to Greek and then German and then whatever else before it ever got to English and all the different versions that we have right now. And and there are two or three different versions of the Aramaic Lord's Prayer. Um, But one I like um, uh, renders that totally different than if you don't forgive others, God won't forgive you. I I wish I had that. Uh, But people who are listening, Google uh, the Aramaic version. You got it? Oh yeah. Well, I'll just, I'll, instead of putting it up on the screen, I'll just tell you what it is because I've, yeah. I've brought this up a couple of times now in the Aramaic, when it says the uh, one of the translations, and again, the document I'll post eventually in the conference, it'll say the original tra- or original translation. It's not original because what is original? So it is an interpretation of from an Aramaic lens. So the idea is, um, unfetter the chains. This is in the prayer. Forgive others as God, you know, as whatever. Um, it's referring to the idea of unfetter the chains that bind you. So it's an unfettering, un- unloose them somehow. And different, different Aramaic lenses or dialects say it differently, but it's definitely not the same harshness as English. No, and, and there's no and, part of it that says God won't do it for you if you don't. Bingo. Because at the very end, which is not part of the Lord's <laughs> Prayer, where it says, if you don't forgive, God won't forgive you. In the Aramaic, it lends itself to suggest these words. If you don't unfetter the chains of those that have hurt you, God's not going to do it for you. 
very different than God's not going to forgive you. So yeah. I don't know how it changed, but that's one of my, my studies I'm, I'm working on now. And I'm, mm-hmm. I want to address that at some point, but I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. I'm the one who brings it up, but you did. <laughs> well, I'm glad we're on the same wavelength. You oh, yeah. know, that reminds me, Mike, one time, I, I can't remember what the subject was, but I was uh, back in the days when I used to argue with people online and, and I don't do that very much. <laughs> when anymore. you were more right than they were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this, uh, this lady, you know, questioned something. There could have been a guy. I don't, I don't know why I said lady. This person uh, questioned something. And, uh, and I, I said, well, do you realize that the Greek word that we translate that from means something totally different than what this translation is? And the person wrote back and says, I don't give a rip what the Greek says. I, if it's not in the King James, I don't believe it. And I, I'm thinking... what kool-aid did you drink yeah no kidding you know it and that sounds like something you make up like yeah paul's exaggerating but it's real people do think like that oh yeah yeah and so it's important now not everybody has the time or the inclination to look up the aramaic or the greek or hebrew or anything else um uh but some of us who are interested in that do have the time and the interest and just like you were, you were prepared to give an answer in season when the time was right to do it. And I think, uh, you know, when a person is ready, they'll, they'll hear that and respond to it. So perhaps it's about teachability, right? Like if we think we're locked into our, our concept of who God is, and if he, if he has not forgiven us, and if we set ourselves up based on the Old Testament system where forgiveness is all about payments, about payback, and then Jesus comes and upsets the cart. If we don't see that Jesus came and upset the cart, we're going to follow the same rules and regulations as the Jewish culture did back then. And, and we think that that's the Jesus life. And it's not. Yeah. That's it. So what are, what, what's one of the big hindrances you see in forgiveness for people? Unforgiveness, forgiveness. Um, I think you first alluded to the concept that God has already forgiven. There's, there's a, a truth that is uh, really important to at least acknowledge it is in Scripture. It, there's enough evidence to show, and I've done a couple of teachings on it, that God has already forgiven us. And the verse you read was forgive because we have been forgiven. Right. So what are some other obvious things you've bumped into? Cause you've, you've lived life. You've bumped into a lot of people. You've been hurt, yeah. you know, what yeah. do you see? A lot more years than you have. <clears throat> you know yeah. So at. many more. Yeah. I, I think the biggest hindrance is <clears throat> we don't want to forgive. Oh. We get right down to it. We just don't want to. Ouch. And <clears throat> I think, uh, uh, a, um, an evil twin of that is many times we don't even want to forgive ourselves because once we do, we put, we do away with the victim card (laughs) and we can no longer play the victim card. Because it's getting us a lot of attention. Yeah. It gives us, it gets us attention and that's exactly it. Uh, And, you know, those are, other subjects too that you know, we could talk about for a long time, but wow. I, I think that's you know that's what the, the Holy Spirit has uh, been doing with me 
uh, is just asking that question, you know, why don't you want to forgive? That's a radical question. Not one person that I've interviewed so far has talked about that. It's been slightly different, but to be so mm-hmm. blunt to say, we don't want to, because it feels good to be angry at them. Right. We've got yeah. this self justification yeah. that they have hurt us and they got to pay. Yeah. Yeah. I found that I found a slight variance on that for teachers. We, we can then sometimes say, you know, this person really hurt me and they did this and they did that, but I forgave them. When in fact, we're bringing up again what they did that was so bad against us to make them look bad and look us look doubly good because not only were we were hurt, but now look at me, I forgave them. <laughs> so I cannot agree with you more. And I will also say there's still grace in that. And you, you won't have seen this coming, but I have a hunch, and this comes from personal experience in the last couple of years. I have done the same thing. I was brutally hurt. One of my most hurtful blindsides in ministry happened not a couple of years ago. And when I talked about it, there was still a hurt attached to it. I didn't mean it to be, you know, yes, I've forgiven them, but here's what happened because I wanted to be understood, right? That's yeah. kind of what happens. But it's, I think in September, I had a brand new fresh awakening um, that God kind of processed me through different stages of that hurt. And uh, I might as well just say it here. Um, I still wanted to know why they did it. Like, why, 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 why? You know, yes, I forgive you, but why? And then it hit me. Dang, Jesus isn't going to sit me down and say, so why? Why'd you do that? Why, why, why? And it hit me so, it, it actually, it freed me instantly to not just have forgiven them because I did forgive, but there was a different layer of forgiveness. I didn't see possible. It was like forgiveness came to me and I've never seen, well, I've seen that one instance. I don't have time to tell that story. Maybe I'll do a, a separate small clip in this conference on that, but to have forgiveness come to us, I believe that happens. I think there are different layers of it. And even though they may say, yes, I've forgiven and then, purport their stuff, I think they're in the baby stages of forgiveness. They are not yeah. in the mature full release. And yeah. I could never say that without the journey I've been on. Yeah. It's not an academic thing. It's no. a, it's a hard uh, thing. It is. And, uh, and, and it's very real. And, and I, I have learned too, as painful as it is. And I know what you're talking about there is we've talked about that together and I've had, somewhat of a similar thing happened. Uh, I, I know I can see now in hindsight <laughs> that God has worked it for the good mm-hmm. and things are happening now in my life and in ministry that could not have happened in that old paradigm. Now, uh, and, and, and I, God's not obligated to show us that. Uh, and I, I, I've come to the conclusion that if he wants to show me what good he's come out of it, if, it, if it's good for me to know, then he'll show me. If not, sure. I just got to trust him that he's working all things for the good. And uh, I got to trust with that uh, and, and go with that. Uh, but it is fun when he gives us the, when he lets us see, hey, look, Paul, if you'd still have been there with them doing that, mm-hmm. 
this could never have happened. Oh my goodness. Sure. Bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let yeah. me jump back to, uh, cause I've just, a, a thought just came to me as you were sharing this. Um, the want to, I have a hunch that those of us, I'm speaking of me and the journey I've been on and hindsight's 2020. Um, I was looking in the mirror a lot and the mirror was showing me somebody hurt. And therefore I wanted that person healed and I didn't know how to do it. I forgave because the system said to forgive. Um, but my heart did want to forgive and I forgave at some level, but I didn't know that the process was going to peel itself back layer after layer. And then I, at some point, there's no mirror to look at anymore. You're not looking at yourself anymore. Your, your eyes are actually focused on others. And suddenly forgiveness becomes a whole lot simpler. I don't know how to explain it, but there's something true to that. Have you ever seen anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. And that, um, that can only be experienced. Uh, we, we can't, uh, we, I don't think we can learn it from a textbook or uh, <laughs> yeah. um, counseling from somebody else who's, who's experienced it can help and can get us there. <clears throat> but it, 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 it has to be experienced. And uh, God is the God of the now who is with us, does life with us, experiences what we experience and is there in us and with us and everything. And uh, he, he gets us to that point. Um, I want that point to happen sooner <laughs> than, uh, than it sometimes does with me. Uh, yeah. I, I want, I want to tee you up with a question. Um, the, your beginning uh, comments were about uh, it's the answer is many questions deep, right? That's kind of your, where you're going. So, where does judgment fit into this and our hindrance to forgiving others our misjudging of someone because we didn't ask those questions. Do you want to go there for just a moment at all? Or, or we don't have to, but to me, it seems so connected that we are trained to judge. Yeah. Well, Jesus said the father doesn't judge and I don't judge. <clears throat> and he tells us not to judge. One of the things that, uh, that I'm seeing uh, in dying to ourselves when, when, we, uh, when we die, I, you know, Galatians 2, 20, 21, uh, I don't live, but uh, Christ lives in me I, I, uh, and all that. One of the things that <clears throat> uh, Christ wants us to die to is die to judgment, oh. mm -hmm. die to judging God, to judging ourselves how do you, and how judging do you do others. How do you do that? I, I, I'm hoping you'll tell me because that's <laughs> why I know. <laughs> I think surrender fits into this somehow. Like yeah. there's, a, there's no one answer. But no, I think we have to be aware that we, that we are judging. Uh, and and be be aware that um, we have already been judged and we've been judged right with God. So I mean, have you have you ever been wrong, ever? 
Maybe. Have you ever misjudged somebody, anyone, Paul? Like ever? <laughs> Have you misjudged yeah. your wife and were sure that you were right? Have you ever done that? Uh, I think our time is up. <laughs> <laughs> so here's where I'm going with that. And I'm speaking to me. If for those of us who know we have been wrong, we must remember what it feels like to be wrong and the humility that comes with that and what we want from others in that moment. We want grace. We want encouragement. We want some light, not more darkness screamed at us. So if we have experienced being wrong, um, we will be wrong too. And maybe the person we're having a hard time forgiving, there's, there's something we don't know. And it's many layers deep, many questions. Yeah, deep. It, it really is. The thing that that's, you ask, how did we do that? The thing that God has really helped me with that is uh, remembering and letting him explain to me what he was doing when Jesus said at the cross, Father, forgive them. They just don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, we can judge. We can judge somebody's heart, their intentions, why they're doing this or that. Jesus knew they simply don't know what they're doing. And uh, when we judge, basically, until God shows us, we don't know what we're doing. And, uh, and I think that's you know, that's that's the difference between religion and, and Christ life, right? Religion's about judging, performance, follow these systems, do this so that outcome will happen. But relationship doesn't have those expectations. No. So, <laughs> man, when, when when you have a friend that you know loves you, you know's got your back, you know sees the mistakes you make and the stuff like that, but. Uh, has forgiven in advance, made allowance for that in advance, and is not going to judge you. It's not that they're going to ignore what happens, uh, but they're going to, when they know that you're a child of God, you're in the same boat that they are. Uh, we've all got stuff going on in our lives. Uh, when, we, when we just stop and say, I'm going to resist the urge to judge that through my own lens, well, that's really freeing. The very beginning of our conversation, you were referring to this idea of seeing uh, each other as Christ sees us or not seeing each other after the flesh or behaviors any longer, right? Mm -hmm. That to me sums up when we're living Christ, living love, living the light life, that's what's going to look like. And judgment goes away. Forgiveness becomes the natural response to hurt. Um, yeah, there's, there's so much more to learn. And it's such a better way to live. It's, I'm just, we're just not used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we got to wrap yeah. up our time. It's unfortunately time's up and this was so much fun. I, me too. And I'm so looking forward to the conference, the other people, uh, uh, it's they, good. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. It's an honor. Uh, the lens helps so much. So yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you. All right. Wow. I hope you caught the intensity there. Um, I love that conversation. Um, Kay Fairchild, good morning. Um, we're, she commented about the Aramaic being awesome. And then Marianne in Australia says hello. She's watching. 
Uh, good evening, she says. And then uh, Kay just said, yielding our critical judgment to our Christ mind. Yeah, th that's what this is about. Like when you begin to be honest about your own personal judging, um, of one, why aren't you forgiving? Uh, that's pretty cool. I, I love the verse that uh, Paul wrote, uh, read out about, you know, make allowances in advance. Um, um, on Sunday, I was talking about reasons to be thankful and how to be thankful about things. And then up comes that verse that says, um, make room for people's inconsistencies or faults in advance um, instead of just reacting. So to be intentional about not reacting that's beautiful to me that's that's like you've been spending time with jesus and and uh uh you look more like jesus when we just respond with love and lack of judgment especially that kind of judgment uh, i thought it was inc incredible i'm looking forward to more conversations on this particular topic um but we'll see what happens next week um uh, the next uh, over the summer it's going to be a little bit interesting because we're going to do some repeats um just because i'm not going to be around as much and then in the fall we're going to pick up again uh, with a wonderful, wonderful journey. If you've enjoyed this, uh, comment, share, and if you value what we're doing, maybe even consider supporting it a little bit because we could use it. That's how we keep going. Uh, if you hear a teacher, speaker, somebody who uh, speaks encouragement into you and you're benefiting from that and really growing from it, support them. Uh, it really does matter. I know a number of teachers and I I've sent a, you know donations here and there. And some people have said, well, why, <clears throat> one or two people have said, but you're in the same uh, work. Why would you then use your charity money to support somebody else? Because what comes around goes around. The money is not about staying on spot. This is about investing and flowing and just let God do the, you know, reproduction of however it works. So it's not my ministry. <laughs> it's not my church. Like on Sunday mornings, I tell my church, it's not my church. It's not our church. It's Christ's church. So anyway, I love this. I hope that was encouraging to you. We will catch you next time. And uh, I look forward to a time when we have new topics, new guests, and it's going to be great. So until next time, enjoy. Join me next time on Still Growing in Grace for more good news. Enjoy previous episodes by downloading our podcast at growingingrace.ca. You can also visit hopefellowshipycc.com to find our service times and location. If this show has been an encouragement to you, please consider making a donation today at growingingrace.ca and help us keep spreading this good news. Thank you again for tuning in to Still Growing in Grace.